Welcome to Yoke Talk, a look behind the scenes at Yoke Youth Ministries. Yoke is transforming communities by mentoring middle school students, equipping young leaders, engaging local churches, and enriching local schools. And in each episode of Yoke Talk, we have a conversation with the people who are making that happen. Our mission at Yoke is to impact middle school students by equipping passionate, faithful mentors to help students discover their identity and purpose in Christ. This month, the podcast, we're talking about some of the key elements that help us accomplish that mission. Today, we're talking about Yoke Club, and our guests are Nick and Bridget Bean. Welcome, guys. Hello. Good to be here. Yeah, glad to have you guys. So tell us about who you are, where you serve, all that good stuff. I'll let you start. You've been here longer. <laughs> okay. Um, so we both serve at Holston Middle School. Um, I have been serving for... I don't know, 10 or 11 years since 2009. So however long that is. Um, and so then my wonderful husband here married me and he kind of married into the family. And so now he has been doing yokes and um, started last school year. Nice. First year got sh- uh, cut short by COVID, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> it's it's been a great first year so far. Great. And Bridget, have you been at Holston the whole time you served? Yes, I have. Nice. Talk about some consistency. That is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you have kind of become one of the faces of like Holston Yoke to a whole generation of kids, which is awesome. So I have, I have. Yeah, it's different. It's, it's I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Have you had Yoke kids get married yet? I have. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that's funny. It's like when you've been around and you see them go. It's like okay, they're all in high school. Okay, now I have Yoke kids in college. Now I have Yoke kids yes. get married. <laughs> Yo, kids having children, getting married and having children. So. That's so cool. You're like a yoke grandma. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm too young to be a grandma. No, no way. There's no way. You're way too young. So. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, hopefully, Nick, we'll get you in a full normal year soon. So, yeah. Yeah, you did have a very weird first year. So. <laughs> the first semester was, was pretty normal. We got to do, uh, camp and right. a full semester club um so that was that was good yeah yeah we missed camp this year big time yeah <laughs> talking about club I know um with with clubs they tend to be a little different from school to school but we all kind of have the same skeleton and whatnot so um one of the things I wanted to kind of tell our listeners about is just you know kind of what club is like? I mean, kind of when you all think of Yoke Club, you know, what do you think of the purpose of Yoke Club is? Like when you kind of think about, you know, your Tuesday nights and what is the purpose of why we do Yoke Club? What kind of comes to mind for you guys? Um, the purpose of doing Yoke Club is basically just to form relationships. It's just to do something fun inside the school, to be faces, fun faces, but ultimately just to build relationships and connect students with Jesus. I think giving I think giving them a a safe place with safe ways to have fun is what really kind of stands out the most for me. Um, I think that a lot of places, a, lo- a lot of students, uh, middle schoolers specifically, is when it kind of starts life starts happening a lot more, and uh, club it just gives them a good safe place where they have people that are looking out for them. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, life changes in sixth grade. You become more aware of your friends and what they're doing and less concerned about what mom and dad are doing. Right. Yeah. 
And that can be good, but it can also go awry really quickly. So I love that you said it's a safe place for kids to hang out and have fun and make friendships and whatnot. That's cool. Well, and a lot of people, that's what they, they think of yoke. They think, oh, yoke club, Tuesday nights or Wednesday afternoons or whenever their club met, you know, and a lot, we'll run into kids that have grown up and they're like, oh, do you still do yoke club in the cafeteria? You know, and, they, and that's what they remember because it's week in and it's week out and it's consistent and, you know, and that's huge in a kid's <laughs> life to have that kind of consistency. And also it's pretty neat. Um, I mean, when you think about, like club at Holston, what does that look like for you guys? Where do y'all meet? What do you do? Kind of what does club look like for you all on a weekly basis? Um, well, we meet in the cafeteria, um, which is we, we got to play basketball in the gym actually before uh, before COVID hit this year, which was cool. But normally we meet in the cafeteria. Uh, we start out uh, we start out with games. Uh, normally, Foursquare. Foursquare four is square. a big hit for us. Foursquare oh. is. How we- <laughs> Things warmed up. Um, or monkey in the middle. Either in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Just hanging out, pre-club events. Um, and then we, uh, our club, we don't really do silly songs a whole lot. Um, we do sometimes, but, you know, some clubs, you know, it just works well for others and then, then others they don't. So um, we spend a lot of time doing a little bit of both. We'll sing silly songs while playing Foursquare and then jump into games and have a lot of fun there and then skit, chug and crush and uh, do some little bit of talk to share about some Jesus and worship. We do our talk before we do our worship just to give them a little bit of time afterwards. You know, if they have anything that they want to talk about give them a little bit of time at the end to just really pull us out of yoga. Yeah. Worship is a good time for them to kind of process the message before they, mm-hmm. before they head out back to their cars. So. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that I've, we've had visitors that will come and visit clubs seeing, do they want to, you know, get involved or, you know, does their church want to get involved, like supporting a club or things like that. And it always, all across the board, people are like, this is like the most organized chaos I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, and that's pretty true, you know. <laughs> Perfect word for it. Organized chaos. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's true, though. I mean, is we start kind of with that whole high energy, you know, silly, silly songs, which we use songs loosely. It's more like, you know, rhythmic yes. screaming, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, silly songs and then like all the games and four square. Yeah. started off off really high energy super fun and then slow it down just a little bit by the end so that we um yeah have some talk exactly (laughs) because we don't we have found if we don't burn that energy then oh yeah you're not going to get through club talk you know it's it's like (laughs) give a little to get a little (laughs) yeah it's almost like designing a roller coaster like you want to you want to start it off and and get everybody hooked and then by the time you the roller coaster comes to a stop at the end. You want everybody to have just enjoy their time and take something with them. But uh, we normally, the it's like putting a puzzle together, trying to organize the games for us. Cause we like to start with the craziest game and then slowly taper off as we get towards a uh, chug and crush before we have everybody sit down. So. Right. Yep. And ironically, yep. chug and crush does kind of help focus everybody at the front, even though we're pouring Mountain Dew down the gullet of a middle school. <laughs> <laughs> But it does kind of help focus everybody to the upfront of the room and all of it. Yeah. And I've had people ask, you know, why, why chug and crush? Why is that a thing? You know, but 
I mean, I don't know if you guys have had kids in your clubs, but I know there's been kids in some of my clubs that that's their thing. I mean, they can, they, they may not be good at math. They may not be the most popular kid in school. They may struggle in PE class, but they can chug a Mountain Dew. And they're very proud of that. And they're the reigning champion or they're trying to get their, their title back. And, and I mean, even something that simple can be a boost to a kid's, you know, self-esteem or morale or help them connect with other kids if they're struggling to do that. <laughs> otherwise, so Even something like chug and crush can have a purpose. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. We had two kids uh, in particular this, this last year who one kid for a whole semester, a whole almost. semester. Pat was champion. She <laughs> she only lost it because she missed that Tuesday night. She lost it, and then the the next kid he picked it up, and he I think had it when we had to stop. Yeah, he um, did. So we had and two chug won, champions. He won the night that we were um, we did one of the summer activities. He won that night. So yeah, yeah. and it was the, the coolest thing. He he uh, he won it that night. He got to pick out a t shirt, and he picked the uh, chug and crush yoke shirt. Mm-hmm. And he said he was. He said, "I'm going to put this in a frame and put it on my wall." <laughs> yeah. was so in that shirt, I was like, "That is not going to fit you," because yeah. it's a smaller size than he was. And he's like, "Oh, I'm going to hang it on my wall." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. okay." <laughs> so, but yeah, and that's huge. It's huge for a middle schooler. It's huge for an adult to have a, a self-esteem boost, you know. But I mean, especially right. for middle schoolers, it's it's huge, and it gives value and importance for that moment, you know, which is awesome. Well, you kind of mentioned, you know, you know, the flow of club and what you guys do. I mean, have you seen, um, I mean, how, how do you guys get your yoke folk involved in, in doing that or planning that? What does that look like for you guys on your team? Um, we usually do our club planning, which is when we just kind of sit down with our team and um, talk about what we're going to do for the next club, what kind of games we're going to play and, um, you know, our songs options, all that. So what we do is we sit down right after club and we just hang out and plan. Um, normally our team is, you know, they, they're typically, they're coming from other churches, whether they live from outside of um, the state, you know, going to one of the universities and just here for the semester, or they live here in Knoxville and they're um, coming into Yoke. You know, they come from a church and they're normally involved with their youth group. So a lot of them just bring a lot of new ideas to the table. And so then, you know, we're trying to figure out, you know, what kind of games we're planning for the next week and what we're going to do, hanging out with our kids and just different things like that. <laughs> well, that's one thing I love about Yoke is it puts the ownership on the team. Like, Yoke yeah. does not tell you, okay, we have to approve all your clubs and we have, we will assign who does what. I mean, the Holston team has ownership on the Holston club because you guys know your kids yeah. and you know yeah. your leaders and it would be a complete mess if we were saying, oh, well, we're going to make so-and-so lead songs this week. And the team's going, they don't do that. And I mean, <laughs> you, you all know your people. And we know when we've done something wrong. Like one time I picked out a game and as a team leader, I was like, oh no, this is a horrible idea. But I didn't think about it until we're like in the process of playing. So we're playing this game and these kids are, you know, it's kind of like the, um, uh, what was the game we played at summer activity where you jump the creek? Oh, so yeah. it's kind of that where you bring it farther and farther out, but we were starting at the bottom and bringing it higher and higher and higher and kids were jumping over it. <laughs> and 
I expected something low, you know, they're not going to go too far. And then all of a sudden they're like above our heads, jumping over our heads over a pole. And I thought, okay, listen, we're just going to sit it on our hand. And if they hit it, it'll fall off, but we're never playing this game again. <laughs> got some kids that have some insane verticals that hold. Oh it, yeah. so. <laughs> it's kind of like it. It's like, yeah. come to clothesline club where you may or may not get choked, you know? Yeah, we all have moments where we're learning, let's not do that game again. Or, yes. This game doesn't work for these kids, you know. And that's, that's one of the things that's beautiful about Taylor making your club to your school because what works at Holston may flop at Bearden. And what yeah. is a huge hit at Cedar Bluff, the kids at South Bill are going to go, this is lame. I mean, like, you never know just because you've got different personalities. And, and I love that Yoke Club is unique to each school and each team. Yes. And that, that we have the same skeleton, you know, games, songs, chug and crush, talk, but it looks a little different everywhere. And it should, because our schools are all a little different, which is pretty fun. So the, probably the most important part of club is the talk at the end. And I think a lot of our leaders get really wigged out because they're like, oh, I can't give a talk. And for some of our leaders, it's their first time to plan a devotion and to give a devotion or to talk and to, you know, express in a short time. A spiritual truth and I think that's a huge you know blessing that we can pour into our leaders and teach them how to do that and I think it's also for some of our kids probably the the only spiritual nugget or truth that they may be getting through the week you know we don't know mm -hmm. and, and I mean what are some of the things that you guys feel go into making a good talk like what are some of the things that you've seen really impact some of your kids uh, I would say the two that kind of jump out to me immediately are illustrations a uh, good illustration, something that's active. Uh, I had, um, I played two hand touch with a few of the kids one time uh, just to do an illustration um, and sincerity. I think that if you get up there and you've got like your, your entire talk, just you're reading it like off of a page or something, uh, kids are not going to, it's not going to hook anybody. That's, they're not going to really want to listen to you. Just read something that you wrote down, um, especially if it's not, if it's just, I guess the the skeleton of a talk, if it doesn't have any real application from from you as a person, from your heart, um, I don't think that it hits as hard. Right. Yeah, I mean, basically, middle schoolers, you're you're all going through the same thing. They're just going they're just going through it at a different level. And so, if you're just be real with them and where you stand, and um, like I think one of my, you know, I think. Um, I've done a lot of talks throughout the years and I think the ones that are most effective are ones that I've just, I'm going, you know, I'm just going to tell them my testimony and, you know, I've used, um, like Nick said, just using things to keep them in mind. I've used a bag of Skittles and, you know, it's like, this is, you know, this color represents this and this is, you know, the things that I've gone through in my life that represents this. And I think that they really connect on a deeper level whenever you're just sincere, you know, everybody gets jitters. It's okay to be nervous. Absolutely. Like for, especially for the, you know, new yoke leaders who are getting up there. Um, but I think the staff does a really awesome job about providing us um, the material that we need if we're struggling with finding something. And I think those are all made in a way that's going to connect with middle school students. Um, but just really, if you just find one that you can connect with, that you're going to be able to share, that's what makes the best talks. I think that for me, um, she, she gave the majority of the talks this year. We, we alternated every week, but then she, if somebody had to fill in or something, obviously the most experienced of us had to, uh, <laughs> had to step up there. But um, 
the talk in specific, in particular, she's talking about with the Skittles, uh, where she just kind of told her story and what God had done in her life was, I think, the most impacted I had seen the students um, throughout either semester. And uh, it doesn't have to be big and elaborate, just right. short, minimum, you know, three minutes. You want to keep their attention just short and sweet and just yeah. share some scripture and yeah. lean into them. And what the, they're going through. The beautiful thing about what God does in our lives is that it's what God has done in our lives. Um, it doesn't have to be my, my I, I, like I look at my story. Nothing completely insane has happened in my story other than um, God has stepped into my story. And for anybody that uh, is nervous about speaking, my my advice, because this is this was told to me once and uh, um I think that it, it really changed a lot for me. Um, nerves are good and maybe you're scared to, maybe you're scared to give your talk, but just do it scared. Um, the Bible's full of people who had to do things scared and God worked anyway. And uh, absolutely. I think in those moments, he really shines more than we give him credit for. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one thing we love. And I think that really connects to the kids because they see it's real. And by that time, you know, by the time our yoke folk are giving talks, they've gotten to know some of the kids at club. They've been in, they've played games with them. They've been in skits. They've been to camp with them. You know, they've hung out with them at kid time. And so they've kind of earned that right to be heard. And they want to, yeah. And they want to know, you know, well, what does my friend Bridget have to say on this? Or, oh, what is, what is oh, Jesse's talking tonight. What is he going to say? You know, and that you can actually get different perspectives and different, you know, insight. And those, those examples, like y'all mentioned, they really stick with kids. I mean, they'll be like, now what, what was that? What was she talking about with those Skittles? And, and sometimes that's where it starts. And then they're like, oh yeah. And they were talking about how God, you know, sent his son and, and then it starts connecting the dots back in their memory. And because a lot of us are visual learners and to see those examples or to hear those embarrassing stories from our lives, you know, or whatever that they can relate to, it hooks them and they're like, okay, so, so this is real to them and Jesus is real to them. So maybe he is to, he needs to be to me too. And I love that. And, and you're right. They're short and they're simple, but they can be very powerful. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us and talking club in the middle of summer when we're all not thinking school just yet, but it's coming soon. And so we hope to have clubs starting back up soon and, Hope to be getting some information on what clubs will look like this year with, you know, all the COVID cooties going around and everything. So hopefully that will go away. But we just appreciate you guys joining us and repping the Holston Club with us on the podcast today. So thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for having us. Have a great rest of your summer. Thanks. To learn more about Yoke, visit yokeyouth.com. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram at Yoke Youth.